Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears. This is Aaron Warby. I'm joined again today by Tarina Warby. Hello out there. Ever lovely, ever fun. (laughs) You know that's true if you listened to last week's podcast because I was alone. You were. She wasn't with me. Yeah, I can't remember what happened. Was I ill that day? You were sick that day. I was sick that day. So I apologize. (laughs) Everybody was sick that day. Justin was sick that day too, remember? Yeah. So I, I just didn't have anybody to fall back on. Yeah. At, at least last minute. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Trina and I are part of Online Trading Academy, the most trusted name in financial education and celebrating 26 years of service. All right. Well, we're going to start off the podcast and I, I, I want to just set you up, okay? Because we're going to start off depressing and end happy. Well, I hope so. Because <laughs> like last night we watched we watched some old movie, right? And, well, and we were and, commenting on it, right? And we were commenting what on is this, this a Greek tragedy? Yeah. Like, what we're kind like, of film is this? What is <laughs> like I went to bed and all I could do, I mean, it was old. Like I thought it would be like beboppy in the end. It started yeah. off real fun and it was an English film and I can't remember what it was called. But by the end of it, I was like, that's the saddest ending I've ever seen. And I realized once again that I am American. I like to end on the positive note, right? That's right. That's and right. so and so it was yeah. and that one just kind of had like British dry humor throughout it, which was wonderful. That's right. And then by the end of it I was like Yeah. Oh. That wasn't yeah. really a happy ending. Yeah, so, some places so in the world morning, prefer we were, to start off happy and in sad. sad. Yeah. And so I, I I don't know what's with that. Yeah, so this morning I was commenting <laughs> to Aaron in the car, I was like I feel really down. All I could do is drink, think about this old movie that we watched last night. He's like, I know it was a little strange. The ending, it was just, it was just off. Well, the whole movie was off, but but oh, I liked it. I you, thought you it was really fun it, until the end. It was going to get better. L- like there would be a positive. <laughs> like there would have been. So there were like there would have been a reconciliation for it. And so, I, anyways, the whole. So today, by the middle of the day, I just, I was just like. I am an American citizen. I am a yeah. citizen in the United States of America where we're always got this hope. It's going to turn around. It's going to turn around. Yeah. And today the markets looked like trash, right? In the beginning. Well, no, they started off bad. Yeah. They started off bad. And then it was payday Friday and they started, oh, yeah, they no, ended I, great. It was great. See, see, we were supposed <laughs> to start off with the bad news and progress to the good news. Oh, okay. You're skipping ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, that was a little <laughs> surprise there, but we'll get to, we'll get to the bottom. So anyways, I was just saying, man, that that's who we are. We are Americans and we want to have, we want to have the happy ending in the end. That's right. That's all right. right. We, all right. We, we so like let's get happy. to the depressing stuff. Ooh. The depressing stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one of the things that uh, that economists have said for, for many years, now this goes way back before the Depression, is if you want to know what is going on in the country, you know, with the economy, watch the bond market. All right, the bond market is much, much larger than the stock market. Um, it, it is one of the larger trading markets in the world, mm-hmm. uh, eclipsed only by the, um, by the foreign exchange currency market or forex market. All right. Um, but, uh, you know, the bonds, the bonds are kind of a big deal. Okay. Did you guys just hear me go silent? Because like bond markets, people start talking bonds and I'm like, oh, well, Anyways, now this kidding. isn't Let's new go. actually. I know it's not new. I'm I, just saying I'm yeah. going to be silent for a little bit. Prepare yourself. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Well, and she says, prepare yourself. Because if you listened last week, you'll notice that this show is not nearly as fun with me talking all by myself because I straight up just nerd out about things. And this is one of the things that I nerd out about. Yeah. All right. The bond market. Okay. Let's so nerd out. Let's get into our nerd bond. out world. And, and notice I'm, I'm extending out the word bond so I yeah. can sound more upper class bond market. Yeah. <laughs> the bond <No>. market. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's go. So here we are in the bond market right now. 
there's been a collapse, just a collapse in the bond treasury, um, in the treasury bond specifically. And it now ranks among the the worst market crashes in history. Okay. So since, uh, since March, 2020, treasury bonds with, uh, with the maturities of 10 years or more have plummeted 46%, according to Bloomberg. All right, now that's just under the losses uh, seen in the stock market in the dot-com bubble burst, and then there was, and it's much worse than the bond route um, there in 1981, where the 10-year yield neared uh, 16%. Oh, stop. Okay, yeah, and the Fed rate was over 18%. Mm -hmm. So while interest rates remain well below uh, that level today, the central bank's aggressive turn towards you know, the monetary tightening, the post-pandemic era, you know, that has come with the post-pandemic era. Now, the thing is, is that we haven't seen as much tightening as we saw there in the early 80s, right? Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen the rates go up, but it's been faster yeah. than any of that period. There was a slow workup to it. And so the, the markets are prepared for that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And everything is about being prepared. Well, as a result, the 30-year note has passed the 5% barrier. Now, the yield, the, the percentage that it pays out is opposite of the price. So when you see the yields go up, then the price is going down. Yeah. All right. And so as we've seen the yields uh, spike up, the price has been going down. It's been going down fast. And that's why we've seen this 46% uh, drop in the bond market. Yeah. Okay. Now, investors expect a similar path with the 10-year note. Yeah. We're seeing We're seeing that happen. Okay. Uh, but just not as dramatically just yet. Um, the 10 year, I think, is is closing in on 4.7%. Um, so well-known investors, including Bill Ackerman, Ray Dalio, Bill Gross, you know, see that the 10 year hitting the 5% mark um, sometime soon, which is going to further drive down the prices in the bond market. Mm-hmm. So it's been a great time to short in the bond market. But mm. the problem is, is that, is that um, you know, bonds are primarily held by well, retirees. retirees, because you go into something more safe, a, a bond that's been considered more safe, more safe, right? Considered more safe. Yeah. yeah, but but now they're kind of trapped into into things because you know all they can do is take the yield. They they can't sell out. They'll lose you know so much of of what they've got. Mm. And so this is this has been really tough. All right, and it, it's probably going to continue tough for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the foreseeable future, because the the you know with the the strong jobs report came out today mm-hmm. um, here on Friday. By the way, uh, mm-hmm. we're talking to you on Friday. What is it? October sixth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, and so a jobs report came out. It was much stronger than expected, and the Fed will likely be more inclined to continue to raise rates as the unemployment remains low. All right. Now, mm-hmm. this isn't just my opinion. This is what the the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said they yeah. were going to do. Um, every Fed speaker has said the same thing. Mm-hmm. We had two Fed speakers, I think, today, um, and you know they they looked at the job report and they said, "All right, looks like uh, we're not done. Rates have to go up." All right. Uh, so uh, w- one of the more well known so, economists. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You were going to say something. No, I was just going to say, so now the big the big money is like, oh, crap. We yeah. are going to have to, it it hasn't, we're going to raise up interest rates, which is going to put more pressure on the on the economy. 
again. But, right. Yeah. So, so typically having low unemployment mm-hmm. and seeing jobs growth is good for the economy. Yeah. Right. In this case, um, maybe not so much. Mm. But now we did see the reaction today. I'll talk about that. All right. Okay. But um, here, El, El Iran, 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 sorry. I don't know um, if that's how you say it. No, no, he's a, he's a famous economist, all right? Okay. And, mm-hmm. and investor, uh, takes care of funds. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was set on, on Bloomberg television. He said, good news for the economy right now, but bad news for the markets and for the Fed. The Fed is not going to welcome this report. Over this long term, over the long term, this may end up being bad news for the economy as well. Um, he goes on to say that it puts back on the table a hike in November, and the markets are having to internalize not just high for or high for long, but higher for longer. And when you fall behind uh, right at the beginning of an inflation cycle, you pay the price when you get to the last mile. And what he's saying is is that the Fed failed to to put a, a, a stop to inflation before it actually started. Remember. A couple of years ago, I was talking on the mm-hmm. radio and I said, and they kept saying, yes, this infl- inflation is transitory, which didn't make any sense to mm-hmm. a good economist because mm-hmm. they'd just printed trillions of dollars worth of money. Mm-hmm. And when you print money, there's inflation. Yeah. There's really no getting around it, right? right. Um, and so, you know, here they are printing money and they said, oh, no, this is transitory. We're not going to do anything about it. And, that, and all of a sudden there was some strong inflation mm-hmm. and now they're paying the price trying to get on top of it. Yeah. And that's what uh, this, uh, you know, I'm going to try and say his name again. El Irian. 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 Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Sounds good. Yeah. Many economists <laughs> have put forward the idea that when the economy shows the recession, the Federal Reserve is going to back off, lower interest rates again to accommodate the economy. You know what? We played this game in the 70s. All right. Uh, so, and, and it didn't work Ugh. out. You said the 70s, and man, and if you remember the 70s, people were lining up for gas, at, you know, and there was well, gas things. Yeah, and there the, was the gas, and gas shortage. Went up and gas yeah, shortage. Because ugh. of the trouble in the Middle East, and we're not seeing that, at, at least yet. All right. Well, I have to say <laughs> that I'm seeing the prices spike, like back then. Yeah, okay, you know, thanks. but crude has been dropping. I expect the prices to come back down at least temporarily. Yeah. And then spike again. Because Thanksgiving's around the corner and everybody likes to visit their family during well, Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know what? Um, crude goes in cycles just like anything else. Yeah. And so it hit uh, it hit a high, uh, at least, you know, it hit into a, a, a zone, made a high, came down and came down hard. Mm-hmm. But now it's probably going to level out, turn back around because it hit another level. Okay. And, um, and that's just... How, that's if just you're a trader, the way the game that. goes. That's right. Um, and if you're not a trader, then you look at it and say, well, what in the world is going on? Anyway, we played <laughs> this game in the 70s where where the Fed kept trying to guess what was going to happen and kept trying to put just enough pressure on the economy to stop inflation um, and then see some progress and, and back right off. Yeah. Okay. Or see some economic pain back off. Um, and then they saw inflation spike again. Mm-hmm. Um, they are telling us that they've learned their lesson. Now, that that's funny because, you know, the Fed has been, has never been right. <laughs> right? <laughs> when trouble comes, they always seem to be behind and, yeah. and uh, 
you know, not quite getting it right one way or the other. Yeah. All right. Overreaction before the, uh, the Great Depression, during the Great Depression. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and they, they never have get, gotten it right since. Right. All right. Uh, so they're playing a delicate game right now that's never been won. Mm-hmm. The Fed, you know, and what's going on is the Fed is protecting the dollar. And I think that that's important for people who are trying to guess at what the Fed is going to do to recognize. Yeah. All right. The Federal Reserve is not, I, I know the bank sounds all official, but it's really not a government entity. All right. Now the board is elected and, and whatever by Congress. I know, but how do they it get is, their position? Yes, but it, it is a private institution, and the agreement is that it will print the U.S. dollars uh, for the you know for the people of the United States to use, and they do it that way because constitutionally, um, you know, we the, the United States government can only coin silver and gold. So they can't do paper money, and silver and gold is kind of heavy to carry around in pockets. Well, they haven't been doing that lately. Yeah, and that's why we came up with the banking system, so we didn't have to carry all of our silver and gold around with us. But but then we got rid of our gold standard. So then we had the bank notes, but then that doesn't really allow us to do a whole bunch of borrowing and things like that if we can only use what's in the bank. And so they came up with... You know, the, the banks came up with uh, what's called the derivative system, meaning that they only have to keep a derivative of what they actually have in deposits it on really hand. It really And then they, the can loan out, they can loan out nine times that. Nine times. Just print money and loan it out. All right. Now, yeah. the Federal Reserve. Leverage. Yeah. So the, the United States government isn't allowed to, you know, to coin anything that isn't, isn't real. They're not allowed to do specie, uh, you know, paper species uh, type type stuff. And so they contracted more or less with a bank to go ahead and print money for them to use and they would accept it as taxes. Mm. Okay. And now they, these dollars used to be backed by gold, or at least that was the claim. And in the seventies we went away. Well, yeah, in 72, we went away from it. Okay. 72 or 68. Mm. Actually, I think it was 68. At any rate, we went away from uh, from that altogether, and since then, it's just been you know printing money for whatever we want to do. Um, so you know, when it comes down to it, the dollar is all the Federal Reserve has, all this private bank has. That's its only form of income, its only form of, of power, control. You know, that is the revenue source, uh, and it's it's absolutely a free revenue source since they don't have to have anything except, you know, a promise from the U.S. government that they're going to pay them back to print more money. And then they collect interest on that because they accept the bonds and things mm-hmm. like that. All right. So, so this has always been just a wonderful game for the central bank. But in order for the central bank to keep relevant, the dollar has to remain strong. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, I think that it, it's worth it's worth everybody realizing that when, if the Federal Reserve has to choose between a really poor economy or a strong dollar, they're going to, they're going to choose the strong dollar. And so, you know, they've let economies go down before, mm-hmm. uh, in favor of the dollar. Yeah. Uh, Great Depression. All right. Um, 1987. All right. Mm-hmm. We had a 30% route in the market in just two days. Mm. <laughs> all right. Um, Almost 30% in two days. Anyway, did nothing to stop either of those. 19. 
1929. You said the Great Depression. I'm sorry, right? 1929. Okay. Right, not 1939. I noticed 1929. You, you probably saw me doing some research and I was like, that's not the right date. Yeah. And then you no, also you're said right. 1939. <laughs> I was like, I, I wonder if he has something to say about 1939. I don't remember anything uh, financially, but you're it was right. 29. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, there I, you go. I just said it wrong, 29. <laughs> at, at any rate, um, they didn't do, you know, they kept raising, even though the economy was really poor in the 70s, they kept raising the rates, which hurts yeah. the economy. Yeah. Now, they were trying to play that game. Never yeah. did get it right, right? Um, 2000, yep, stood by, let the economy go down. Now, in 2008, banks were failing. So yeah. everybody thinks, all right, they stepped in, you know, to save the economy in 2008. And that's kind of been their de facto job is to make sure that the markets keep going up. Yeah. Eh, not quite true. They were saving banks, which is their, th- that's their billywick, all right? The the Federal Reserve. Well, that's what the Federal Reserve is. It's that's a bunch right. of it's, banks. It's a, yeah, it's, it's the bank of banks. And it's they can't the have their members banks. going out of business here, yeah. at least not without keeping that lovely money out there in the public. That's right. Because that's their only source of power and revenue, right? And so uh, and so, the Federal Reserve is always going to choose the dollar over the economy. And now we've got a dollar that is in trouble if inflation continues upwards. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's economists out there that are so used to, because since 2009, the Federal Reserve has always been there to sustain the markets. They're so used to the, the Fed coming in that they keep guessing that, when economic pain really comes, the Fed's going to step in. Again, I think that you really need to step back and say, all right, are they as worried about the economy as they are the dollar? Right. Probably not. And so, you know, uh, myself and, and these other economists like Bill Ackerman and, and uh, you know, Ray Dalio and all of the rest of them, mm-hmm. we're looking at it saying, no, the Federal Reserve is self-interested more than they are interested in the general public. So they're probably going to choose the dollar over the economy. So higher for longer. Yeah. That's the new mantra. And that's going to start, we're we're probably going to see that play out. Um, Now they're in the, in the markets. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's the bad news. Let's turn to the good news. Okay. Okay. All right. Because here in October, October, November, December, we usually see the markets go up. Um, you know, towards that Santa Claus rally there in December and and, uh, into the new year. Mm -hmm. And so generally speaking, October uh, through through December is is generally good. Now, now our generation, of course, is going to look back and say, well, I don't know, because 2008, the biggest pain we saw was October, November and December, right? I mean, the market was just spiking down. Yeah. Um, and and uh, so if there's going to be pain, you know, we have flashbacks of, of those periods. But throughout history, October through uh, through the December, early January stage is actually there. It's actually pretty good in the markets. Well, I mean, like you have the Santa Claus run or whatever, you know, and so mm-hmm. I think people look forward to that. I thought last year it wasn't as great as as people predicted it would be in the markets and you know, they were kind of down start. like that but then it rallied it yeah. rallied right before christmas it was like okay everything's on clearance now i'm going to get my presents right. i don't know well like- so we started <laughs> we started seeing the market turn around um october 20th of last year yeah right and and then it it, it stayed um into uh into Feb, well, into January, where it leveled off for a little while, and then in February again, it started going up, and then you know, so from October last year to July, we actually had a nineteen percent oh, okay. growth in the markets. All okay. right, um, it, driven by just five companies, by the way. Yeah. 
All right. We had Microsoft and Apple. Apple, Apple I think, was up uh, Nvidia. 38%. <laughs> uh, Microsoft up 32%. NVIDIA yeah, was way up. All right. Some mm. uh, into the 40s, 50s uh, uh, by the Meta. time it got through with its spike. I don't know if Meta was in there. But yeah, anyways, well, yeah, 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 it was the big five. Google, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now they're having Berkshire and Halfway was actually had has more of a play well, in the market. It's bigger, bigger yes. share, like percentage in the S&P 500, which I thought was interesting and wise. And, and wise, and yeah. <laughs> well, and the big five have been losing. And when, you know, people see trouble, they start running to what they consider safety. Right. Now, lately, that's been just straight up cash. Right. Okay, they're not seeing the safety in the bond market like they used to. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, it's been on a crash um, course mm-hmm. and, and still dropping, by the way. Um, they ha- they can't run to silver or gold. Both of those have been down, mm-hmm. you know, so they've simply been sitting on cash. Warren Buffett is over $130 billion worth of cash, right? In fact, the latest said $150 billion in cash. My goodness. Right. And so they've just hey, been Warren, pulling out of the markets. Can I have a billion? It's only a billion. I know. Less than 1%, <laughs> buddy. Come on. You know what? I'll take half a billion. And when I say Warren Buffett, by the way, I am talking about Berkshire Hathaway. I'll take half a yeah. billion. I'm cool with that. Like, we, we can work something out, Warren. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At any rate, mm-hmm. I, I really do understand where you're coming from. Wouldn't that be nice? Everybody, everybody. Everybody was like, couldn't he just give everybody half a billion dollars? I mean, like, or maybe even a third of a billion. <laughs> like, how many people do we have in America? <laughs> well, yeah, we have some 330 million. million or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm probably doing all my math incorrect. Anyways, <laughs> we're just saying. Take yep. Some. All right. Anyway. Um, then there really so- would be inflation. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So getting to the, to the good news. All right. We had the jobs report come out. It's much stronger than expected. Um, and that, that's what the economists are saying is going to cause problems in the future. But at least today it looked as though the markets were celebrating that, right? Mm -hmm. Because we Mm -hmm. saw spikes in, um, the S and P was up over 1%. Uh, the NASDAQ was up over 1.6% from previous sessions. It wiped out all of this last week's losses all in one day. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now the question is this, is this a turn in the markets? Will we see the markets trend up towards the end of the year? Or is this run due to the payday Friday effect? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm cautious as you yes. know. All right. Um, in fact, anybody that uh, knows my trading style, I would rather not get into a trade than, than get into a poor trade and lose. Yeah. All right. So I, I try and set up only the best of trades and take only the best because there's so much out there to trade. Why do anything that's of lower quality? That, that's, you know, I, I'll go through chart after chart after chart trying to find something of good quality rather than, rather than you know, waste my money on a bunch of might work out type yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. At any rate, um, so the question is, is is this the payday Friday effect? So being the cautious person that I am, you know, I try and investigate this. One of the clues that this might just be a payday. It is payday Friday. It is payday Friday, <laughs> yes. You know, but but uh, generally on payday Friday, we don't see this big of a run. Oh. This kind of spike. Well, that's good. All right. 
But the market's been going down. Like I said, as many of the big guys are out in cash. And what I wanted to look at was the very end of the day. Mm -hmm. Okay, now at the very end of the day, we usually see a spike in volume. Mm -hmm. Um, But that spike in volume doesn't always lead to the market you know, reversing course yeah. and selling off. And it reversed a little bit. Yeah. So we saw volume at three times daytime levels right at the end of the market. The last mm-hmm. half an hour was three times. What it usually is. What it, what it was throughout the rest of the day. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, and Usually that's the opening bell. Well, you usually see at the very end of the day people cashing out, but mm-hmm. it, it generally does not dive off like it did today. Ooh, I'm not looking forward to Monday. Yeah. And so the idea is, is that once the 401ks and the mutual funds were done buying for the day, then everybody else kept selling. And that's when you saw things drop off. Drop off. off. All right. Uh, right there at the end of the day. Now, the bigger guys will often do this. In fact, it's, it's, not, so, it, it's not so much of a secret, at least among those that know what they're doing, mm-hmm. that if you, you know, that you don't challenge payday Friday generally. Yeah. All right. Go along on payday Friday because the mutual funds, they don't care what the price is. They're going to buy anyway. They have to contractually buy it. Yes. And so they're going to buy stuff, which generally, you know, when you have more buying than selling, then the prices go up. And that's generally what happens on payday Friday. That's when the mutual funds and 401ks just throw their money at the market. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, by the way, this means that the mutual funds and 401ks are going to get the very worst price. Mm-hmm. possible because they're buying it all at once, driving the prices up and continue to buy even into the rise instead of mm-hmm. doing the smart thing, waiting for it to go down and, and cycling in on, you know, on, a, on a lower level. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't be their style because the only reason to be in a mutual fund or you know something like that, um, 401k, mm-hmm. is because it's the easy lazy way, mm-hmm. which easy lazy generally doesn't pay well. Nope, it doesn't. But hey, that's what you're stuck with if you're going to do the easy lazy way. Yep. All right. Um, so yeah, if you're a trader, and especially among the big houses, and you need to get out of a, you know, get out of a position, mm-hmm. then the easy thing to do is to start goosing the prices early on on Friday, and then let the you know four hundred one k's and mutual funds come in right about midday and just take it away, and you sell off everything you can. Mm-hmm. And just get out of your positions, taking profits, taking profits, taking profits, which mm-hmm. is what it looks like happened today. And at the end of the day, when the 401ks and mutual funds were done, they kept selling. Mm-hmm. And you, that's why we saw that little spike down. Right. At least that's the theory. So either you right. wanted your your mutual fund or 401k guy to be really lazy and to sell it off at the end of the day so you could get a better price. <laughs> or you want him to come in in the morning and to buy right in the morning. Not in the middle of the day. Well, yeah. So the 401ks and mutual funds actually have a rhythm and it's really easy to see for the traders. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is this is an open secret. Payday Friday is a good time to take profits off the table and, you know, get out of your positions, mm-hmm. um, which is what happens. And that's why, you know, places like Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley and places like that, it's an easy thing to do to get out of positions they they really don't see Friday as as much of a payday Friday, at least as much of a risk. Yeah. They've got willing buyers uh, for whatever they want to sell. Even if the instrument itself is, is not going to be very good as, is a dog of a product. It's going to be get bought. <laughs> All right. Like, All right. I don't care. Yeah. Well, even the- if the market has been going down, it's probably going to level off or go up a little bit on payday Friday. So we're yeah. going to have to wait until next week 
to watch what the market really does and the reaction for this uh, for this jobs numbers. I'm right. expecting a gap down a little bit. Yeah, anybody that knows what's going on is probably not going to look at the jobs market, you know, mm-hmm. the, the added jobs um, and the lower unemployment numbers as a good thing overall for the economy. Yeah. Because again, that's going to tempt the Fed to raise rates higher and mm-hmm. keep rates high for longer, which is hurting businesses, mm-hmm. ultimately taking away from their profits, making them less valuable, and therefore their stock less valuable, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, but uh, but we're going we're gonna to have to see what the we sentiment, sentiment drives everything. We're going to see whether the professionals who know what's going on are in charge or whether the, you know, know-nothing common person still throwing their money by the dip, yeah. you know, is still they're in, in charge. charge. Yeah, we'll just see. All right. This was kind of depressing. Are we done with all this? All right. Last one. Last thing. Okay. Okay. Because I'm going to say something fun at the end of this, but you go (laughs) ahead. Okay. (laughs) Well, so there was an article I just wanted to comment on. All right. Mm -hmm. I saw it. And I I think that that it it bears, it's something that we should look at as, you know, this is for wealth investors, not for traders. Okay. Uh, Saw this and uh, there's these articles out there called Ask an Advisor. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Now, most of the time, I do not agree with the ask the advisor folks, because at least not for those who really know what they're doing. Yeah. All right. Um, Now, for those that don't know what they're doing, I'm absolutely fine with it. You want to do it the less effective, lazy way, then ask, go ahead and follow that advice. Ask the advisor. Okay. All right. Um, But for people that know what they're doing, know how to handle their money in the market, have been trained. uh, Yeah. So here we are. We're going to say it depends on everything. All right. But here's the article. It, it you know, it, it it came like this. It said, "Should I take a lump sum of forty-eight thousand dollars, or four hundred and sixty-two dollars monthly payment for a pension annuity?" Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so here's the scenario. Right. There's a pension plan, and what that is is a retirement benefit offered by some employers. Mm-hmm. Some employers. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and it basically offers you a guaranteed amount of money every single month starting in retirement and lasting for the rest of your life. Right. So increasingly, these companies, as a way of saving money, want to offer their current and former employees an option t- known as a buyout. Okay. Okay. And in this, they will simply pay you a lump sum up front um, in exchange uh, for other payments in the future, right? So, so you get you're supposed to get all your money up front instead of having it over a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But they never really tell you the math behind it, um, and and so you know in this in this particular instance, the hypothetical choice is take a forty eight thousand dollar lump sum mm-hmm. or a monthly payment of four hundred and sixty two dollars a month for life. Mm-hmm. All right, now you would be tempted to take the forty eight thousand dollar yeah. Lump sum. Right. Right? Because you're thinking, what am I going to do with $462? This isn't even food money. Right. No. It just depends on your personality. Because I'm always like, <laughs> I'll take $462 extra every month. But, right. Well, you know. and so here's what you're thinking, right? Mm-hmm. If you're looking at $48,000, or $462 a month mm-hmm. equals an 11.55% uh, return on an annualized basis of that. That is $48,000. That is excellent. And yeah, so the real question is, is, you know, are you going to live long enough to get the $48,000 out of it? Yeah. 
right? Or could you just take it and, and uh, split it up for the rest of your life? Now, I, I say that because uh, there's a nasty rumor out there that the average lifespan of a man is 72 and the average lifespan of a woman is, um, is 76. It's a little bit older, but okay. Well, okay. And, and so the real answer is, is that depends on the numbers that you look at, right? Right. But if you look at numbers for people, only people that have already made it to 65, mm-hmm. made it to retirement. Yeah. All right. If they've already lived to 65, then the average lifespan of a man mm-hmm. is, is it 83? Yeah. 83. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. I've got the numbers in front of me. And yeah. the average lifespan <laughs> of a woman is 86. Yep. Okay. So for a man, $462 a month would be a, worth a total over that life if they actually lived to 85, mm-hmm. or yeah, 80, I'm sorry, 83, um, would be worth $99,792. Yeah. Okay. And for a woman, the annuity be, would, would be worth a total of $116,424 total. Yep. Okay. Now, does that mean that you should take the annuity? Well, it depends maybe. on that who depends. you are. That's exactly right. If you're okay. like, I don't want to worry about it, and that's I'm okay with that amount, then you should take it. If you don't want to put time or effort into learning how to trade and invest, uh, then you can your take annuity. it. Yeah, take yeah. your annuity. Because you know the real question is, do you have the skills or the or know the right investment, um, you know, strategy or uh, or vehicle, mm-hmm. right, to get more than eleven point five five percent annually. Mm-hmm. All right. And it, you should be able to do that with some assurance that it's going to continue because that's what the pension is offering you. Yes. All right. It's not 100% insur- assurance. It's just. This it, is what it's, it probably yeah, backed should by be. The, by the company guarantee. Yeah. So if the company survives um, and doesn't mm-hmm. have real economic trouble, then so does your, so your, does your pension. Yeah, annuity, your pension. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there anything out there that beats 1155 11.55% annually mm-hmm. and consistently. Okay. Um, so if you're into growth stocks and you're doing covered calls on those growth stocks, mm-hmm. then for the last several years, at least, the answer has been yes. So what are growth stocks? What would you call a growth stock? All right. So I'm talking about things like Apple, NVIDIA, you know, things that actually Google. grow. Now, if it, if it has a dividend, it's likely not growing. Right. So many of the bank yeah. stocks, they just don't, they, they stay one price because their their money, instead of growing, the money is being spent on giving it to the, the stock investors, the, the, right, dividend people. the owners, which are the stockholders, right? Yeah. In the form of dividends. And so they don't have the money to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so you've got your Teslas out there that don't give dividends and, yeah. and um, yeah, Apple gives a very small one, but it still has some growth. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then you've got things like AT&T, um, Coke, mm-hmm. right? Coca-Cola. Isn't that a dividend stock? It is a dividend yep. stock, but you don't see the price shooting up like these growth stocks. Well, it, it's it gone up in the last year and I was... And, and now it's and, going back down. It's just... Yeah, now it's going took a little, a little bit head down. dive. Well, yeah, yeah, but not much. I mean, not a huge head dive. Uh, so. But enough to say that it's going to, it's going to follow the market down. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you can see that. I looked at a couple of stocks where I was like, whoa, that's going down with the market. That's going down with the market. That's going down with the market. And then I s- looked at another stock and I was like, oh, that's not going down with the market. That's weird. It yeah. should be, but it's not. 
And yeah. So. And so you would be tempted if you don't know what you're doing to say, well, here we are in a period, you know, that it, where things are going down. And so obviously, right. you know, the, um, the growth plus, uh, plus covered call isn't going to work. Right. Well, that's not quite true because a good investor knows that not everything goes down at the same time and they're ready to shift when their stocks start not going down. Right. right. So they can, they can do covered calls on something like the S and P 500 that went up 16% in the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah. Right. Um, and do covered calls on those and the covered calls, at least until July, we're paying out at about 12%. Okay. That's a nice on number. an annualized basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's 16 plus 12, uh, you know, for a total of 28% and that beats 11.55%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when uh, July, the end of July came and things started going down, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that the covered calls stopped working, but it also doesn't mean that the good trader or investor would stay in the S&P 500 because there's something like the SH, which goes down when the market goes, or goes up, up when, the, when market the market goes, goes down. down. Right. Um, and so they simply would switch over the same strategy to, to a new instrument. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so at any rate, uh, you know, the real question isn't, isn't, is it possible to do better than 11.55%? Right. Uh, the real question is, do you have the skills to make it happen? <laughs> and that really is the deciding factor. Are you willing to get the skills to make it happen, right? Because, right. um, yeah, you're right. Uh, 462 is not much. Mm-hmm. The 48,000 is tempting. Mm-hmm. Um, not worth it in the end unless you can make it pay more than 11.55%. And so, you know, to answer the question, I would have to say, what are you willing to do? Yeah. Um, to uh, If you're going to take that 48000 what are you willing to do to make it better? You don't sound excited. You sound, <clears throat> excuse me, you sound, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's your choice. You know what? You're absolutely right. You know, what? what are you going to do? Did that sound better? Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> because it really is your choice. You know, 11.55% is probably, you know, good enough for most people. Yeah. Um, I don't know if $462 a month is good enough for most people, but hey, you know, it, it really trying to beat 11.55% without knowing what you're doing is going to be kind of tough. So, uh, you know, what are you going to do? We're ending on a happy note. There are things to do if that 462 is just not enough. Might require a little bit of knowledge, but here's the good news. We have free classes that might point the way towards what might work. If that's what you're interested in doing. And we'd love to have you here. That's right. So if you're in the Phoenix area, you can come by in person. Um, I'm generally teaching those classes, those free classes. Mm -hmm. All right. I love uh, doing it. Like I said, I'm a nerd for it. You know, so I love teaching it. Uh, We teach trading. We teach investing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've been listening to this program for long, you know that at my roots, I'm an investor. Yeah. I, I love the investing side. Now, do I do the trading? Absolutely. And I love that too. It's exciting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I'm involved in it and I keep pushing Tarina and she, she, she's in trading right now as well. Yep. All right. Not not as quite as enthusiastic no, as myself. No, I'm just more of a slow trader. I'm a swing <laughs> trader. I hold things, you know. I'm like, eh, it hasn't gotten to my stop. I feel okay. You know, I mean, like, it hasn't hit my target. It hasn't gotten to my stop. All right. And I'm looking at stuff. I mean, I'm, uh, if you guys know, I'm more of a studier and I really like to prepare well. But I am, 
I am moving forward to my goal she is. of starting to trade in the Forex market. I'm moving towards that. I've been studying. I've been preparing. And I have I'm, my I'm, demo I'm account open. Right. I probably should look at that, see what happened today. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so I am I am working towards other goals, but I, I well, am currently, you know, live in the markets and I'm very I'm happy with it, you know. And and, and I, I I say that to her jokingly. All right, because she really, she really is a good uh, trader uh, no. when she does it. When I'm, <laughs> when you've been involved in the past and and very active, you were very good at it. Well, I'm just happy with what. Yeah. Anyways, um, moving so, on. Moving on. Yes, we have those free classes. <laughs> so if you want to learn how to trade and invest, please come in um, and uh, learn more you know, in depth of why trading investing right. can be advantageous to you. Come that's on right. in. So in the Phoenix area, again, we've got the live classes and th those are the best because you get face time and you mm -hmm. get to ask questions and get it answered. Um, we also do have the online video type style mm -hmm. or Zoom type style yeah. um, things, but but in those forums, you know, it, it is a little bit harder to get your questions answered. Yep. Uh, and if it passes you by and you don't understand, then we can't look into your eyes and see a question and, you know, like we do in class. So if you're in the Phoenix area, please come and join us. And if not, uh, you know, then, then uh, just look for those online classes. Um, in either case, what you would do uh, to register for one of those is go to our website. The website is www.tradingacademy.com. That's www.tradingacademy.com. Or you could just put tradingacademy.com and it'll take you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but it, it sounds so much better. It, it does sound so much I mean, so how old better. am I? Yeah. 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 Anyway, tradingacademy.com. It, it gets our younger gen, it gets us, the older people excited. We're like, I get to go to the internet and find this. I could do it, right? You know. <laughs> anyway, I also want to say, just ending on that note, also a high note. Yes. I just found out about a new holiday today. I was looking at my calendar and I was all, I have something going on on the twenty first of October, and I was looking at my calendar and I'm like, sweetest day. What's the sweetest day? What's the sweetest day? And it was started in nineteen twenty two by a man last name Kingston. He wanted to brighten those less fortunate people um with sweets and doing something nice for them granted he was working for a company That's in ohio right, a, a candy company com a candy yeah. company in <laughs> in ohio but they would go to orphans they would go to the newspaper boys who worked all day they would go to shut-ins and they would give them a box of candy probably wouldn't help them they with also went to pictures. the hospitals too i'm That's like right. you don't need sugar in the hospital anyways but but it has turned into do something nice do something nice for others on on the 21st of October. And it, it's kind of like the lesser known Valentine's Day. So I just thought on a positive note, that's nice. Pay it forward. Give back. Do that's something right. on October 21st to help people. And and do yourself a favor and, and go and register for one of our classes. That's right. They, we do have yourself. one on, on October 21st anyway. We do. So, yeah. Actually, I think that's our market timing orientation <laughs> class. That's three days. It's not free, but you get lots of information and, and, you, and we set up people with... Um, with practice accounts and things so yeah, that they can they get a little bit hands on. And we kind of talk about setting your stops and your targets and what you need to do with that. And anyways, all of the best of the basics of trading Yeah, and investing. Yeah. It was kind of interesting yeah. today because I was talking to one of, oh gosh, I, I just went off, but um, <laughs> one of our 
one of our students who after that three-day class he signed up for our education and I called him up it's been about a week and a half and I said how are you doing he goes oh my gosh I'm already on lesson 30 I'm so excited I'm really working on it it's slow moving because I got kids in the evening but I do study and I've even and and he was just talking about his trades and he's like at first it wasn't great but now I really see it I really see like what you guys are talking about and the movements and he was like and it's it's turning it's turning my way like and he was really happy about that and and I love hearing those kind of stories come back that's right you know, and he hasn't even taken the live class yet he hasn't he hasn't Beautiful. actually he signed up just for online only oh that's and right. he got an extended learning um track as well which was um where you watch a trader three days a week trading a lot um, you watch like one of our instructors yeah, trading live like live trading you know on a sim account or whatever and they're explaining why, why they're, they're picking out where they're picking you know the yeah yeah and they go over like reports and economic indicators. So I just, it, it was just nice to hear him and the things that he was talking about and things. So anyways, um, I just, anyways, so we are always about educating and getting people going and, and being on that journey. So right. I hope you guys will come in. So tradingacademy.com and, and register. And register for one of our, our free classes. classes. That's right. And we hope to see you there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if not, then we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah.